I'm Allison Rao. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM HD1, Evanston, Chicago. It's Monday, October 11th. Tonight, a recap of this year's Chicago Marathon, catching a vibe at A&O's blowout, the haunted lighthouse lurking just north of campus, and a look at this week's weather. Those stories coming up on WNUR News. The 43rd annual Chicago Marathon took place yesterday after being canceled in 2020 due to the pandemic. Runners were excited to be out in the streets again. Here's reporter Angelina Campanile with a look at the race. It's a long run through Central Park with her best friend. This past Sunday, though, the two traveled over 700 miles for a change of scenery. Cowbells, cheering, and gasping for air. Our ears keep popping so that we can't catch our breath. It's weird. Curly was one of 33,000 people who ran the Chicago Marathon Sunday. It was rough and nothing went according to plan, but got through it. The race returns after the coronavirus forced runners to postpone their 26.2-mile circuit through the Windy City. Curly's best friend Christina Gilmartin says, Having done New York, it's a nice break from the hills. After a year of virtual racing, spectators came back with double the excitement. The crowds, the neighborhoods were really fun and exciting. There wasn't really a, a lull throughout the race, which was really nice as a runner. The marathon was canceled last year for just the second time in its history. Participants deferred their entries to 2021, 2022, or 2023. Curly says another year of training was good news. With COVID still being in existence and working from home, it was easier than past trainings because my schedule is a little bit more flexible. So if I didn't get up at the first thing in the morning, I could sometimes squeeze in a run during the day. Do you have a specific racing strategy at all? Uh, finish. <laughs> my strategy is to finish whatever it takes. This year, runners had to provide either proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test to participate. But one hurdle marathoners didn't expect to run into was the heat. It was super hot and humid and I just like couldn't get into a groove, but I just was like, just take it one step at a time and get through it mile by mile. The event's alert level turned red during the race after temperatures reached 80 degrees, well above the average for October in Chicago. According to the Chicago Tribune, just about a dozen runners experienced heat-related health issues, including heat stroke. The high temperatures didn't stop 12-year-old Juliana Gilmartin from making the most out of her first trip to Chicago. She took 10 subways and walked seven miles to cheer on Katie and her mother Christina throughout the race. Probably the best thing I've seen, or like the funniest thing I've seen, was the drag queen cheerleaders. Gilmartin says it was rewarding to see her mom and Katie finish the race after watching them train together the past year. They would either wake up about like 6 in the morning maybe, probably about like 3 or 4 times a week, and run from maybe 3 miles to like 10 miles. And then at some points, like on the weekends, like they would run together for probably like 15 miles or so. Chicago marked Curly's seventh completed marathon. It's really good for me to like help get rid of my anxiety to run and to like get that out of your system and clear your head and then um, face whatever it is you have to face. 
She faced the heat and crossed the finish line. Her first thought? Oh my God, I did it. Curly says all she wants now is to sit, stretch, shower, and drink lots of fluids. In Chicago for WNUR News, I'm Angelina Campanile. After the break, a look back at ANO's blowout and Evanston's own haunted lighthouse. WNUR News will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that pinata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Why didn't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Whoa. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service. Welcome back to WNUR News on 89.3 FM HD1, Evanston, Chicago. It's 6.08 Central. I'm Allison Rauch. ANO's live concerts returned Saturday night, with singers Ravina and Willow taking the stage at Welsh Ryan Arena. Reporters Maria Jimena Aragon and Helen Bradshaw take a two-pronged look at the night, a POV for those who had tickets and those who didn't. On Saturday night, students gathered for Northwestern's first live A&O Productions concert since the start of the pandemic. The headliners, the angelic Ravina and genre-bending Willow. Understandably, students were eager to go back to in-person campus concerts, and the finite number of free tickets went fast. So fast, in fact, that neither I nor executive producer Sarah Cadora were able to get them in time. But our local campus editor, Maria Jimena Aragon, was. So Helen, Sarah, and I decided to document the concert from both inside and out. We are live in 
Natalia Camaño. Hello. How are we feeling? How are we feeling about tonight? We're feeling great. Very excited. This is awesome. I'm so excited. Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Are you ready to see Willow perform? I'm so, so excited. excited. It's 8.33, so Sarah and I are driving there now. Ticketless, but we will have a good time. We are approaching the arena now. There's some buses out front of people getting out. Honestly, it's not that busy. Also, why did they do it indoors? As we waited for Ravina to come out on stage to perform, Helen and Sarah were making the most of their time outside. So what we're looking at is airport-style security. <gasps> That's a huge skunk! Oh my god! Can we go follow it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's a giant skunk over here. Just ran into the bushes. It was huge! It was like really big. Why am I so scared? <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be a jump scare. <laughs> okay, so anyway, <laughs> what we're looking at is some airport style security, not in like the body scan situation, but like if you have pre check, I feel like. <laughs> So some TSA pre-check going in, scanning tickets, and I don't think we will make it in, but in a few minutes, maybe we can hear music. While we were still reeling from our giant skunk sighting, Ravina was beginning her set inside. Too close to If we walked around the building, maybe? Just like in the vestibule? Yeah, you want to walk around? What if the skunk sees us? Well, apparently Ravina's singing and we can't hear a darn thing. Just in the vestibule. You want to just walk in? Yeah, just... It sounds pretty angelic. It makes me want to cry a little bit. Please, I don't have a ticket. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, here's, here's a large group. Why? How do you feel about that? For those <laughs> listeners who didn't hear that, they just said, it already ended. It's over. can verify it's not, because I was about to cry listening to that music. Right now we're waiting for Willow to perform. I am so excited. Not even gonna lie. They're setting up. They're putting some water. The crowd is excited, energetic, ready to wait for her and see the report. So while we wait, why are you guys here? Why are you excited for? Because we love Willow. We've been lining up since like four. So. She is my life. I would let her marry me. She's amazing. She's a revolution. She's an inspiration. She's the moment. I love her. I love all her music. I'm so excited to see her. What song are you most excited to see her for? Grow, 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 grow. Grow. Transparent soul. Transparent Full side. Meet me at our spot. Come home. Feel the vibe. Thank you guys. Have Oh, she said now. She said she's performing now. 
I love you. She's letting the crowd choose what she wants to do for this next part, but everyone chose wait a minute. And we're about to go off. performance videos so it feels like we're inside yeah maybe whip my hair iconic <laughs> Morals of the story is, yeah, you might not be able to get tickets to a concert, but sitting outside can be really entertaining in other ways, and you might see a skunk. I don't think you could have put it better, Helen. Yeah, um, I, I'd just like to say that I had a, a really good evening. Is it different than if we had been inside? Absolutely. <laughs> but in my humble opinion, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. I agree. Well, I would have wanted to see Willow. <laughs> But then, in one last-ditch effort, I decided to test my luck getting through security. Thank you. I did get it. honest that went from zero to 100 <laughs> she came out and performed her iconic song with my hair and then everyone started piling up getting onto the buses it was pretty hectic but now we're making our way back to foster walker plex it was a very exciting night not a typical saturday night you see here on northwestern but a good one nonetheless signing off this is maria jimena aragon w in your news i'm sarah and i'm helen bradshaw WNUR News. If you've spent any time on North Campus, you've probably seen the Gross Point Lighthouse peeking out amongst the trees of the North Shore. What you may not know is that the lighthouse is supposedly haunted by shipwrecked spirits. In a spooky season rerun, Oddity's editor Helen Bradshaw takes a look at Gross Point's history to do some ghost busting. Almost 150 years ago, Gross Point Lighthouse began its life as a beacon to sailors traversing Lake Michigan. If you've ever looked to the north side of Northwestern's campus, you've probably seen it. But what you may not have seen are the lingering apparitions of a Victorian tragedy. Although the lighthouse was built to guide ships across Lake Michigan, according to lighthouse keeper Donald Terrace, its history is truly eerie. Well, there was one shipwreck in, in particular that was the catalyst for uh, Gross Point Lighthouse being constructed, and that was known as the Lady Elgin tragedy, and that occurred uh, September 8, 1860, and there was
was a passenger steamer by the name of the Lady Elgin. It was going from Milwaukee to Chicago, but the weather took a turn, and it became more difficult to navigate. And lo and behold, the ship coming down the lake collided with the Lady Elgin, and it rammed the paddle wheel on the uh, on the Lady Elgin and disabled it, but the Lady Elgin had a hole punched in its side, and it began to sink. Nearly 400 individuals died in the wreck of the Lady Elgin, the second largest death toll from a shipwreck that the Great Lakes has ever seen. Evanston residents and Northwestern students were active in efforts to pull bodies out of the water, but just two decades later, locals had already forgotten where these bodies went, according to author and tour guide Adam Selzer. But the thing is, it was uh, right afterwards the Civil War came up, and it just got to be one of those stories that got lost in the shuffle, I suppose. Uh, They put aside like a special cemetery plot in Highland Park that people forgot about almost immediately. Within about 20 years, there are newspaper articles saying, hey, does anybody remember where this was? Today, the wreck of the Lady Elgin isn't widely known either, not even in Chicago. And according to historian, author, and paranormal investigator Ursula Bielski, maybe that's why Gross Point is a noted hotspot for paranormal activity. So, I mean, the, the first thing is that, uh, according to legend, there's something about Lake Michigan that we call the Lake Michigan Triangle, which, um, you know, it, it leads to very similar events as occur in the Bermuda Triangle. Probably the most, you know, the, the most common occurrence and the one that's most famous in this area is the sighting of ghost ships. The Lady Elgin, though, is one of those ghost ships that people talk about a lot. That was a site where from the night of the wreck, according to legend, there were students from Northwestern that were walking there who were seeing people fully dressed, you know, in Victorian clothing, walking, soaking wet out of the Lake Michigan waters, asking for help, saying that their ship had gone down, saying that many people were lost, uh, and then just vanishing. Most of these experiences are so fleeting. And I think that the Lady Elgin situation is, um, it's a situation that's what we call a true haunting. You know, people always talk about ghosts and hauntings um, and it's kind of this umbrella thing that encompasses all sorts of visual apparitions. It's really an imprint of something that has happened before. We usually have hauntings occur in these very tragic situations. And I think this is probably a good example of that, where people actually were coming out of the water at that time. And the enormity of the emotion, their emotion enabled that event, what they were doing at that time to be imprinted on the landscape there. I really have found that at these locations where there is no commemoration, that's where you have more activity. It's almost like whether it's the ghosts that are trying to get us to remember what happened to them, or if something in our communal subconscious is nagging at us and wants us to bring these memories and bring these experiences into what our shared history is and not forget about them. As for Lighthouse Keeper Terrace, his predecessors have warned him that he should be on the lookout for strange things at the lighthouse. But in his tenure, he hasn't noticed anything yet. I've had lots of people question me about that. And my standard answer is that I'm the only one that haunts this lighthouse. For WNUR News, I'm Helen Bradshaw.
After the break, weather and a news briefing to start your week. WNUR News will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Here at the GED Pep Talk Center, we've got a pep talk that can motivate you. Sometimes things don't always turn out the way you want them to. You can improve your future. Now get your game face on and take the first step towards a better life. Hurry up. Don't make me repeat myself. Whatever level of motivation you need, we've got a pep talk for you. Call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org for your pep talk and for free classes in your area. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Keeping your kids safe on the way to school is a bus driver's responsibility. When that driver is behind the wheel, they should be focused. And when you're driving, you should be focused too. Texting while driving on Illinois roads is illegal and deadly. Drive now, text later. You can't do both. This message brought to you by the Illinois Tollway State Police, Department of Transportation, Secretary of State and AAA. Amnesty International is a worldwide organization dedicated to promoting human rights. Amnesty conducts letter-writing campaigns and tries to raise public awareness about capital punishment, police brutality, and torture in the United States and abroad. For more information about Amnesty International, you can check their national website at www.aiusa.org. This message brought to you by WNUR. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to WNUR News. It's 624 Central. I'm Allison Rauch. Here's the weather. Tonight, expect rainy weather and potential for severe thunderstorms, with the temperature remaining constant around 72 degrees. The National Weather Service has issued a tornado watch and small craft advisory for Cook County until 9 Central tonight. Tomorrow brings cloudy skies and a high of 70 degrees. Later in the week, look out for slight showers with highs in the mid-60s. And now, some general news updates. Breaking news from earlier today, Rebecca M. Blank has been named the next president of Northwestern University, the Board of Trustees announced. Blank is an economist currently serving as chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Her term will begin in the summer of 2022. Today is Indigenous Peoples Day, which honors indigenous cultures. Northwestern's campus sits on the homeland of the people of the Council of Three Fires, the Ojibwe, Potawatomi, and Odawa, as well as the Menominee, Miami, and Ho-Chunk Nations. We encourage listeners to seek out further information on the significance of this day. Visit the Northwestern Center for Native and Indigenous Research's website at cnair.northwestern.edu. Today is also National Coming Out Day, celebrating LGBTQ people everywhere. Likewise, we encourage listeners to seek out further information on the significance of this day. 
Resources for those in need are available, such as Northwestern's Gender and Sexuality Resource Center, located on the third floor of Norris University Center. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other stories of the day on our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Check us out, too, on our brand new website, WNUR.news. Again, that's WNUR.news. On behalf of our producer, Zach McCrary, reporters Angelina Campanile, Maria Jimena Aragon, Helen Bradshaw, and all of us here at WNUR News, I'm Allison Rauch. Thank you so much for joining us. Catch us next time on Wednesday, October 13th at 6 p.m. Now back to scheduled programming.